0: how's it going man hey i'm doing all right how you doing good buddy good um i wanted to have you on because i recently got the 20th anniversary of hybrid theory on vinyl and holy shit um 20 years ago well 21 years ago it came out last year yeah, but yeah 20 years ago man i feel Really old because I have a lot of memories <laughs> about Hyper Theory.
1: Yeah, that's and fair. And it's
0: they all come flooding back to me. It's it's all high school. Um, so yeah. You, you, apparently, you're a freaking super fan, and you know I wanted to talk to somebody about it, and you're a super fan, so yeah. We're gonna talk some Lincoln Park today. That sounds cool. like good times.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good.
0: All right. Um, there's this is one thing I always like to ask people is. and and i'll tell my story first if you want but what got you into them what was the the gateway into lincoln park for you was it um you know just the radio hit someone introduced you like as as specific as possible where did that come from
1: so uh pretty hilariously the uh, so i'm 27 currently so like back i guess i was Mm in I was like in middle school like six maybe like sixth grade when I like heard them for the first time which um would have been like 2005 maybe something so one one thing to know is like I weirdly like was very much on YouTube like before it was like a thing um like it was created in 2005 and like even in like 2006 like I was like on YouTube every day kind of thing um so I, I was around for that time and uh, I don't know if you remember from around that time a lot of YouTube was populated with uh with AMVs.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, we
1: have the same story. Dude, we oh my god, that's amazing. Story. Yeah, so like Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what song it was or whatever, but like that is oh. absolutely how I like got into uh you know, found out about this band and like I don't think that I had listened to a ton of music that wasn't just whatever was on the radio like before that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hadn't really gone out looking for for music when I was like in elementary school or whatever um just whatever my mom had you know was it but um yeah I don't know like I I remember like I think Hybrid Theory and Meteora were the two that were out at the time um so like Mm -hmm. pretty much everything from there was like what I was kind of stumbling onto when I was like sixth or seventh grade and yeah I I don't know like I was just became like a huge fan and like I remember that like (laughs) I like have a weirdly vivid memory of like my my younger brother and I like just surfing through these different AMVs trying to like listen to like all like all of both like Hybrid Theory and like Meteora and then like Reanimation also like through these like fucking like Naruto or whatever AMVs you know yeah 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 <laughs> do you do you remember which which anime it was at least I, I honestly I remember I remember distinctly one I'm pretty sure you know what it might have actually there might have been one for. For Full Metal Alchemist, I, I remember with uh, with Breaking the Habit, that might have been the first mm-hmm. one I saw. It might be. It's it's a hard to tell, but yeah, that was, was definitely where it came where I I stumbled onto them for the first
0: time. I can tell you mine exactly, and this is how okay. much this band has impacted me. My first one was the. The video, the anime music videos, the AMVs. Yeah. And it was for the Street Fighter Alpha movie. I don't know oh if you saw God. that one. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Did you, you, you see that one? Yeah, I remember that it, one. It's a really good. The, the animation yeah, yeah. that one is, was tight for the time. Yeah, yeah. And the song was Points of Authority. Ah, yes. Very good. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was so... I, I'm going to find it and probably attach it to this the episode, but it was... So much of it is ingrained in my brain. And they call it... They, actually, they changed the song in the in the AMV. You know how usually they pop it up with like yeah. a little music video, and they put they called it "Hurt Like You." And you're you're you know a lot about the old demos. Was that ever the title for Points of Authority? No, was it ever called I, "Hurt Like You"? I don't you?
1: believe it was. Uh, there was a um, there was a demo, but I believe the demo was actually just called "Forfeit the Game." Um, back before they they did like the, the full recording of it for Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was ever called that. That might, but you know, of course, that's a lyric from yeah. the song.
0: So. Of course. And and for a long time, I'm like, why can't I find this song? And then eventually, you know, I found it. And l- like you, I didn't, I actually wasn't even into music at all. Growing up. Um, my family really did a lot of, you know, much music dance mix 95 and things yeah. like that. And if you're Canadian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Is that like the Canadian it, it,
1: version of like, now that's what I call music?
0: Um, I guess so. But it was, it was kind of like a lot of, you know, what is love, uh, like songs like that.
1: Top 40 hits kind of a thing or for pop music. But they were
0: all, yeah, but it was all like club dance music. Uh, like okay. I grew up a lot around dance music. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I never liked anything else. And then I slowly dipped into rock. I think, you know, with, well, I was into hip hop very light hip-hop but you know hip-hop here and there i was a mm-hmm. big will smith fan oh interesting okay big willie style man um and then other stuff like jaw roll and all that stuff uh right. then the, sort of listen to Sum 41 yeah and then yeah. you know when i heard you know points of authority that's it blew my mind and i remember buying that cd uh maybe a year or two after it was out it was already popping uh and yeah it from there it's I have that whole album lyrically memorized to this day that I can't believe 20 years later that I can still recite so many of those songs yeah. without even hearing anything um but yeah that that's that's my my first encounter with them and it, and it for me it opened up all the music for me you know um it opened up to different styles of hip hop uh um i def- and it definitely opened up the doors for more heavier music for me which uh, as we know, Linkin Park steered as far away from that as possible, as we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- but one, like, while a lot of people were disappointed at first, and I was one of those people, I actually started to grow up with them and I started to appreciate their evolutions more as they were going along because Meteora was basically let's try to capture, let's try to take hybrid theory and not necessarily do it again, but let's follow that same formula. Let's yeah. Let's hit it again. You know what I mean? And it worked. Yeah. Sure. But I think I think if they tried to do hybrid theory again or meteor again, I think it would have came off bland. And while I don't think minutes to midnight was my favorite record, I definitely think that right they made the right choice in branching off. One of the, one of the things I've
1: noticed is that like around that time frame, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, especially in. I guess I'll say definitely for like North America, like the new metal scene had kind of died and like Mm -hmm. that too, at that point, like pretty much all these new metal bands kind of had to pick a direction to go. Like, are they going to get heavier and like blend into more of the, like the, the metal move towards maybe thrash metal sort of stuff. Are they going to like move towards this, like, you know, the, the kind of radio rock or like, you know, kind of stuff that was going on there or whatever. And, you know, some, some bands did go one, like pretty much had to pick to go like one way or the other, like, you know, some people like Slipknot and like Korn decided to just get heavier with it and um, others like, you know, moved the like Linkin Park, like moved a lot more towards like the the more like, you know, sort sort of like a like I said, like r- mainstream rock friendly kind of a thing mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of it. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to look back and see like that new metal scene was like from like 1999 to like 2005 was like such a dominant yeah. force in music like that was
0: like what popular music was for such a long time yeah and it was like basically and a lot of bands to this day it's it's like you just said you either evolved or you died and yeah. you still see them swinging now like papa roach still around yeah they've you you've seen the band and i've, I've seen bands to kind of go softer and try to you know make themselves more friendly and realizing that doesn't work and they're like you know what screw it let's just go let's just go as hard as we want And like a band like Papa Roach is kind of like that. There was maybe their last album or the one before it, it freaking ripped. And I was like, where have these guys been? And they've been around. They just released crappy albums. Yeah. They, they did do a few bad ones in a row. They, they got their, their, um, I don't know if it was
1: their most recent one, but they went for like more of like a, it maybe was the one before that, like where they were doing like more of a, like, uh, you know, like a, a pop rock sound, you know, kind of a thing. And, I think that, yeah. like, that had, like, a, like one or two good songs on it, but, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've been, I think they've, uh, th- th- it is interesting to see they're one of them, like, those contemporaries that has been around the entire time, and they have been releasing, like, albums every two or three years,
0: and, like, I think everyone just kind of, like, missed it. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. But clearly they have their fan base, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, but, but, yeah, so with Linkin Park, it, but it, there is always something about it, you know, every, I would have to say, out of everybody in that band, for me, the weakest part is Rob on drums. Okay. Um, I and, and and what bothers me is that he has such a skilled background. Apparently, he's like a jazz musician or, or something yeah, like that, yeah. or jazz drummer. But he never, ever, ever, ever can has shown off anything that he's capable of. It, especially like all of Hyper Theory, and, and I'm gonna go real nitpicky now so mm-hmm. please come along with me if you want to yeah, yeah you listen to everything he does and he rides the hi-hat like i don't know how well you are with drummer technology but you know a lot of drummers they change it up you know during verses they'll, they'll use the ride symbol and then sometimes a the crash symbol, stuff with the hi-hat he's always always riding the hi-hat he doesn't do anything else with any other symbol, and it just it's always bored me it's it's the one thing about yeah, lincoln park okay. that well i i just wish that he f- flourished more that he did more is there do you kind of have anything similar can, where you know there's parts of the band you feel are weaker than others um as far as them i wouldn't say i don't know if i'd say the members are weaker but i
1: feel like they i agree with you that they they uh, okay so like rob borden for example on the drums like i've, mm-hmm. I've seen him do like crazy stuff like when they do live shows, cause like, especially on, I know like faint and bleed it out. Like when they used to do those mm. live, they added in like a crazy drum solo into those. Yeah, exactly. And like, so he's capable of doing, you know, more than what he's doing in there. But yeah, I get that. And I, I think also, um, on the first two albums, especially like Brad Delson was playing like pretty simplistic sort of raff riffs oh, on, the, yeah. on the guitar, like really not putting mm. too much experiment or thought into it. And, like it was fine for like what they were doing and like, uh, but I, I think he definitely got, he got to branch out and do a lot, a lot more stuff as it went on. Um, I will say, I think that the best drumming they've done was on the hunting party though, with the, you know, when they yes. kind of did their thrash metal thing and throwback there. Um, Like some of some of those songs like uh, rebellion and a line in the sand, like specifically like the, those drums, like, and I'm not somebody who's like typically listening for drums. So like th- those drums like stood yeah. out to me there, but uh, yeah. They stand out yeah. on that album. I can definitely see what you're saying, though, because, like, a lot of the key parts of, like, hybrid theory and Meteora was that, like, it was, mo- like, musically, it was, like, so simple, like, mm-hmm. and, like, I think the utilization of, of that, like, of course, they had some, you know, the the lyrics were, of course, the thing that people, like, remember very well and stuff, but, like, the, the harmonies and stuff of that, al- of those two albums were, like, there wasn't any complex intervals going on there, you know, like, Mm -hmm. which is which is fine i actually i'm I'm rambling a little bit now i remember watching a video on um like chester bennington's like vocal style specifically and like what why did Mm -hmm. why did he sound like different than than other rock singers and it's it's interesting they broke it down because of his um he's it is because of the the simplicity of like his uh, interval use like he he basically sings like very very like one note like lines most of Mm -hmm. the time and the and it's actually more in the style of like what R&B singers do rather than what rock singers do um so he's kind of like bringing like what like a what you might do for like a what how like a blues singer might like you know carry their their intervals like and um p- putting it over the rock music gives it like this kind of unique sound um and i don't know i found that kind of interesting it's I, I think that's always been like a strength of theirs though, like depending on like like the simple like, like electronic sounds and like very like Mm-hmm. rhythmic uh guitar like they they've done like very few even like solos and stuff like that just um i think in yeah, hi- like the- sorry
0: no no go 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 ahead
1: i was gonna say like just for a contemporary of theirs like who i also was a big fan of what, like Avenged sevenfold they kind of took like the exact opposite yeah. direction of them like where like avenge exactly. sevenfold basically went for like three or four like crazily like over like like very intricately overlaid guitar riffs and like you know like yeah. Um, of course, the rev like on the drums, like with he had, like was like. Oh, he's amazing! Spectacular, man. Rest yeah. In peace. yeah. Absolutely,
0: but anyway, what are you saying? Um, it, it it's like you were talking about with the the solos. I remember "Minutes to Midnight" and the song "In Pieces." Yeah, that one's and pretty- Brad just rip, rips this little finger tappy thing. Yeah, and I and I and I love it to death. And that's kind of where I started appreciating it because. You know you kind of they like you said they handle all simple stuff and they really started to experiment everything after meteor they really tried to do everything they could to be as different as they were before yeah, um so yeah. the, those albums definitely i find something to like about every single album they released i i don't they're you know i don't love them all but there's definitely something for me that i like about every single one what um where where would you so let, let's go real quick uh, with no thought process behind it. Let's give give me your uh, your ranking so, of the studio albums. Yeah,
1: so like some in, in a somewhat weird decision, the Hunting Party is actually my favorite, which is their sixth album. Um, mm-hmm. um I would probably put after doing a, a re listen, I, I would probably throw a Thousand Sons behind that, um, which was their weird ex, kind of more experimental album. A second.
0: You put that um, as, like, your second most favorite? Yeah,
1: I would say so. Oh, wow. And okay. um, I think after that, I would probably put in *Meteor* and Hybrid Theory. Uh, I don't know which one I would put first, but I think—
0: Yeah, I, they're too close to each other, too, I, I feel like, like, to separate.
1: I feel like the Hybrid Theory more just has an advantage because it was, like, first and, like, was so different mm-hmm. at the time. And then I'd probably put um, Living Things after that, and then One More Light, and then Minutes to Midnight. Um, This Midnight is like mm-hmm. I don't hate that album at all. Like I, I love it, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely my least favorite overall.
0: Yeah, I I could see that. For me, <laughs> it's a tough tie between The Hunting Party and Hyper Theory, and I think it might be the nostalgia that holds mm-hmm. it back like that. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna be a tough one on a tie for that one. Uh, I would say, uh, so let's say those are one and two. I would say after that, it's be I would say going to go with living things like living things to me was a great way for them to show off their electronic side mm-hmm. but they were trying to make rock with electronic like it, it was almost like they brought their guitars back because uh, it came out uh, after a thousand suns right And yeah. a thousand suns was so experimental um but it came out after that and they really tried to bring that sound back without going full rock and i liked a lot of the things that they did um i i would put meteor after that and then i would put a thousand suns uh, and then probably one more light and then just like you yeah minutes to midnight one more light has some great songs but it it does it's i I think it's it's a tough fucking album to listen to man it's tough
1: i I agree like it's i think that with that one like a lot of it is like wow like if they had just done like this or this or this on one song like this whole album would have been like elevated a lot and like I, I, like, I think it's lyrically maybe one of their most impressive, if not the most impressive. About, yes. like, just, um And I, I also want to shout out, like, the, the song Nobody Can Save Me from that album is, like, definitely one of my top three from them ever. I, I love that song to death.
0: Um, yeah, so many of the songs on that album, like, even, even though they're slow, like, um, even Heavy, when Heavy came out. Yeah, that was a that shock. song. Oof. That song was heavy, you know what I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. and not in the not like lyrically, not musically. Um, it, I, and for both of those last place albums, uh, between One More Light and Minutes to Midnight, um, I I find that both. Oh, sorry, you know, I would even say a thousand suns. I actually. No, oh, you put it in there. Those al- yeah, yeah. Those albums, it's hard. To, they're they're near their bottom because there's only like some songs that I can grab out of those like I don't feel like they're consistently throughout the whole album but with One More Light you know I remember listening to that uh I was driving to my my best friend's wedding and it was about a four-hour drive so we were listening to some music in the car and um this was a few days after Chester died and uh, yeah. you listen to the lyrics of One More Light especially the song One More Light and we were driving, and I had to turn it off because I was starting to get upset. Like I was yeah, getting really man. sad. <laughs> that's so like that's it's a hard it, one. And to, you can hear yeah. it, yeah. And you can hear it in so many of Chester. Like you go back now, and you can hear the struggle in so many of his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just so sad. And I know we just completely went off what we were just talking about, but no, it, that's okay. it's always that I I don't really get affected by a lot of, um, I guess you would say celebrity and musician deaths. But yeah. that one hit me hard because that I've been with that band since I started taking music seriously and always wanted to sing like Chester and scream like Chester. I started screaming and, and vocally because of him, you know. Um, yeah. so yeah, when that, that happened, that's it hit me like a ton of bricks, yeah. And no, it's... For, for a while, I couldn't even listen to them at all.
1: Yeah, I was the same way, like, I, I actually. I mean that that was a a tough day and like I mean I think most of my friends like know know that this fact about me that they're my favorite band it's like a very uh, I think it's a thing people associate with me for sure um, and mm-hmm. I yeah like I, I was actually I had a friend at my house when like the news started breaking about that and like he like just was like here like you should see this and I was like I like was in such disbelief like I genuinely thought it was a hoax until. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think Mike Shinoda tweeted out that, that it was true. And like, you know, just, that was it. And I, I like, I, I was, I, I remember, I don't know, like, there's not been a lot of times in my life where like my mind just went so blank. I, I had a hard time. I had a hard time for the next few days, like just kind of doing things. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I got, I got pretty severely messed up for a few days and I didn't, you know, listen to them for a few, like, probably at least a few weeks, if not a few months, and I think I remember... I I do remember distinctly, like, having just, like... uh, I think it was actually, like, in the end, like, just came up on, like, my shuffle, you know, and Spotify at one point, and I just was driving on, like, my car and started fucking sobbing, and I had to, like, pull off on the side of the highway. Like, I was just, like, destroyed. Like, man, it it really, really affected me a lot. Um, And, like, in... I, I, like, their 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 music, and I guess them as a group, like, has like legitimately, like, saved my life before. And, like, I just... I think I saw this sentiment from a lot of other people, like, the... Almost, like, the guilt of, like, Chester, like, saved my life, and, like, I couldn't save his kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And, like, I know, I know, of course, I know this is, like, a... This is, like, a person I don't know, of course. And it, of course. It's, like, it's just, um... It's one of those things that's like hard to to the logic of that doesn't make it feel any better, you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean I uh and then I you know I have this uh Lincoln Park tattoo also on my shoulder um too. did you actually lift your
0: sleeve as you said that
1: yeah, I did actually
0: huh. <laughs> i I heard the sleeve go up and yeah. I'm like nobody can see you Nobody can see me I can see me, but yeah, um what is it?
1: Oh it's just their logo um it's just the, the six sided you know like uh like what is it called a hex hexagon or something whatever um with the LP oh, inside. Oh, right, right yeah yeah um I, I just got that like sort of to commemorate like i don't i don't have any other tattoos but that was kind of mm-hmm. like i was like i this is the only thing i like feel like i, I like care enough about to to get to tattooed on my body permanently so yeah um yeah i know it was um it was rough and uh you know, I still like, I've still like every, maybe every like few, few months or so, like I still like one of this I hear one of the songs or whatever, and just still like a tear drops out or whatever. And it like, you know, I'm like, I'm not like breaking down or anything anymore, but it's just like, it still
0: hits me, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think that I, I, there's been talks, I don't think will happen, but do you think they'll try to continue it in any form? Uh, I know that I yeah, know they talked they, about
1: they, it but they they talked about I actually think it might have been before the pandemic started so that's probably why we haven't heard anything but um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, Phoenix Farrell the bassist he actually talked about last year that they were actually working on new music like as Linkin Park and again i think that was like probably right before the pandemic started so that probably got halted whatever they were working on but they Mm -hmm. they are i I do anticipate them moving on and, and doing some sort of music in the future it may not be this year you know maybe it'll be next year or whatever but um yeah i'm i'm curious about what that looks like like if they decide to use like demos with chester's voice on him or just make you know new songs without him or like you know get guest vocalists and stuff like that
0: um um, yeah, yeah, it's that's a tough call. Like, it, I you know, a lot of bands have done a lot of bands. Their singer passes away, and eventually, the kind of replacement. Right. I mean, you've seen, you've seen Queen. They came with that yeah. guy from American Idol. Yeah, Adam way Lambert. later though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for some, and I'm not comparing bands here, but I just don't feel like that can work with Linkin Park. I, no, I feel like I know they, they each are required and Mike has definitely come a long way but he needs like they work together so well right and and, and like there's a lot of songs Sarah go ahead
1: no sorry I was um I was just going to say like Mike is a good singer he's a he's a great singer a lot of the time but the style the mm-hmm. style of music that he can sing well with is like not what Linkin Park is I guess if exactly, that makes sense yeah. so like if they were going to continue making like any sort of the same kind of sound like I think the only real way to do it would be to get like a, an array of guest vocalists on there. Um, I don't think I, I agree. I don't think that this is a situation where you can get a new like full time singer like, um, and like maybe and maybe that that the an- that is the answer to just have guest vocalists on an album and like have a touring
0: singer. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted you.
0: Oh, it's okay. Like, does it even make sense to? started as a new name. I mean I don't see them doing that being you know a multi platinum artist but right. I, I don't I just don't see like yeah what they did with that tribute concert was cool and they had the people on, but yeah, yeah. what does it become at that point? I, I don't think that's sustainable as a band, right? You can't just keep having guest vocals. It's you can't just have Mike either you have to have something and and i'm sure there's someone out there that sounds just like chester but you also don't want to be sounding just like chester i i just don't know what they do like i'm dying to see what this is i I don't know what you would do in a way that could pay that could be like a tribute to chester without you know kind of shitting on on the legacy he created there Uh,
1: and i think it's also i mean it's also worth noting and i don't know if they're going to use anything but like they have literally like hundreds of full songs they've recorded with him that they've never released like Mm -hmm. and they have a ton tons and tons of demo tracks of his vocals like i don't know that it's insane for them to just continue using them like other artists have done that before too um and i i don't know I, i genuinely i can't tell you what i'd prefer but like I trust the the five of them to like make a, the right decision on what to do going forward
0: so you know we'll, we'll have to see oh, what it sure. is Oh for sure. Yeah, they're they're taking their time. They're not going to do anything. Mike seems like he's having fun with what he's doing. Yeah, um I I've, yeah. I've enjoyed his stuff too. The other guys are probably sitting on their money and just like living life. I've I've seen the some other, I know sorry? Phoenix has a podcast or whatever yeah, and yeah. I know what the other guys are doing something um, with Mercedes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's got, like, a thing going on at the very least, but, like, and I Mm -hmm. think, like, uh, like, Johan, he's, like, you know, he's, he's been a video producer for Linkin Park, and I think he's just doing that full-time now, directing and and producing videos and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, um, I think everyone's found a thing, but, like, I, I think that, I, I can't even imagine if, like, trying to get back in, like, the, the studio and doing that, you know, without him there, but the thing also is that like this band was the same group of six people for like nearly 20 years with no changes in yep. their lineup which is i don't think i've ever seen ever
0: happen anywhere else it's very rare i mean as far as i know i think they had a different touring basis when hybrid theory yes, came out that's, but that's other correct. than that yeah other than that everything else was right and well, I think yeah, that it was the same all the way
1: yeah it was uh, I think that was actually because so Phoenix was officially part of the band at that point but he was also part of mm-hmm. a different band and he was on tour with them when they did their hybrid theory tour and like mm-hmm. so they had a different touring basis for a while but like I think he he was still like a permanent member of the band before like Chester even joined um mm-hmm. which um was a such a, an interesting thing because the other five of them actually met each other in college and like Mm-hmm. chester was sort of like the last edition like he he was not part of that group you know where they were um when they were calling themselves like zero uh back like when yeah. they were in, in college and uh just handing out like flyers and stuff on the on the side of the road old school <laughs> yeah <laughs> the old school way but yeah, it's really i remember reading um a thing about how they like when they like were looking for like a new singer because they had a guy before mark wakefield who i'm sure you uh, know about like mm-hmm. was the um He was like the sing originally the singer he was like from that group they made and he you you can go back and listen to a few of his songs like not i don't know he's not my favorite singer (laughs)
0: Um, definitely not no
1: um that um i think he also like didn't want to commit to like being in a band full time or whatever and um just kind of was like pieced out of of uh what would become lincoln park and they you know just they were like okay we're holding auditions for a A new singer and um, Chester was just one of the people who like auditioned for them and just like they like you know obviously just like grabbed him like I I remember like they had like all met up in a in a diner like and you know congratulated him and welcomed him into the band and everything and they took like a a picture out there which I think you can still find um, of like them but like right when they like became the band they like took a picture outside this diner in in, like Phoenix Arizona it's it's nice, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting how like Chester is such an integral piece of that puzzle. It's like kind of like he's like the last piece of that puzzle to make this whole thing work, mm-hmm. you know, that they were able to lock in at the end there. Um, it's it's insane. Yeah, um, yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I think the and like I have to say like as my, I love I love Chester. Like of course is like I think he might be like the best rock singer I've ever heard, but like just so like you know versatile and everything but like the i feel like one thing also is that like the the musical part like uh, the, the part of like the the composition and everything is like that is largely on on mike shinoda like he kind of has been like mm-hmm. the music slash like producer guy from the beginning He's like the kevin feige of Linkin park yeah <laughs> he really is like and you know he was kind of a uh, and like of course like kind of like stayed in the in the background a little bit more but he's also like been very much like I don't know if you if you ever see them in concert or whatever Mm -hmm. like he he was always like kind of like the hype man like he's the guy talking to the audience and stuff getting people Mm -hmm. into it and everything Um, but um, it's interesting how their their process was like um I don't know if you've watched a lot of those like LPTV uh, documentary videos they made.
0: About- oh yeah, I used I used to watch every behind the scene thing. Uh, that one I had the frat party, at the pancake yeah, festival the pancake DVD, festival all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just like find it really
1: fascinating how their their process was that like a lot of their like lyrics were literally just like either either Mike or Chester wrote pretty much all of their lyrics. They would run it by the other one, and then they would sit down with the other guys and just run it through them and just hash it out and finish it. And, um, one interesting thing I remember is that I think that they said that one more light was the only album where they tried to do it in a different way because every single song they had written before that they wrote the lyrics first and they nailed down the vocals and then they built the music around it um oh, okay and then for one more light they actually took the opposite direction and wrote like the music first and then tried to make vocal like you know vocals and lyrics for the music i uh, just to, like mm-hmm. try something different so i don't know if it's i don't know if it's something you can like hear when you're listening to it or if it makes a difference at all but it's just
0: kind of an interesting note um but I, it, everyone's got a different process so yeah it's like to me it's music first and then see how the music makes you feel and then you know you in my history, when I've done vocals, it's I write to the music. I write the patterns, the styles. Everything goes to the music. That's mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to write something, you have something in your head, and then someone writes the music to it, and it go, it goes to shit. But I can definitely see how it can work the other way. You know, as a guitar player or just any sort of producer, you can read the lyrics and go, okay, well, I'm getting this kind of vibe from yeah. it. So let, uh, this is what I'm going to put out right now.
1: Right, and you know, like of course, it's a collaborative uh, effort in that mm-hmm. way. But like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's always been interesting how they've done that. And the um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I think the other thing was I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, I, I had a thought and I lost it.
0: Man, it's okay. I'll get <laughs> I'll get I'll get you back on track. All right, you me. mentioned. You mentioned collaborative, which is a great, is a huge thing of what they've been about. Um, what's your favorite collaboration? I mean, we have oh, yeah all of all of reanimation. Yeah, we have the executioner style. Um, it's, um, it's going down. Yeah uh yeah they did you know the the
1: recharged album for like their like edm remixes and stuff too um yeah that's
0: the one of the, that's the one that i could not tolerate actually. Oh, you don't like it i think it's fine i'm have fun with it but yeah i'm definitely not a fan of that genre so oh, okay. when it came out it just seemed like they were going heavy into the the thing i like the least about their <laughs> new stuff so i'm just like you know what I've, that's cool it's funny I, you guys have that i've actually shown that
1: uh that album to people to like who i know like only listen to that kind of stuff to get them into lincoln park and kind of like a gateway thing <laughs>
0: to yeah backwards did it work yeah. yeah yeah it's worked before oh
1: good yeah
0: it worked for a lot of people like you like something and you know you hear the same melodies and you just hear something different with like a guitar over or something and you're like yeah i can appreciate this yeah. um no I, um man i don't know i think my <sighs>
1: I'm trying to think of my favorite one. Like, I think that. Oh, oh don't forget Collision
0: Course. Yeah, of obviously course. Collision you Course. You forget that.
1: I mean, I think the best. I think the best collaboration song they've done was like 99 Problems, Points of Authority thing. They did. Oh my god! Just, yes. Just like so insanely, like the the beat like flows with that so naturally. It's it's unbelievable. It's two different songs, but the. I really like the one they did with Buster Rhymes actually the we made it that was pretty fun.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> a, I haven't
1: heard that one in a while. I completely forgot yeah, what that one was. That's a good one. Um they did a lot of stuff kind of um th- there's a lot of like they I think also and I'm probably not like aware but I'm sure I'm sure every other band has like tons of like unreleased demos floating around too but like of course i feel like uh like i know about a lot of the ones that uh lincoln park has like i guess all of them hopefully but the um there was one that uh chester bennington did with uh dj lethal from limp biscuit called state of the art which i really like that song and i don't think a lot of people have heard
0: it (laughs) Um, wasn't that on the queen of the damn soundtrack i think it was yeah i
1: I believe you're right and chester did another song on that soundtrack too i believe he was a guest um but yeah i know they've they've done a lot of a lot of collaboration and of course like um they've had like you know all those remix albums and everything like and Mm -hmm. honestly there's like i was listening back through um through reanimation last week and there was a few of them i was like you know what i kind of like this over the original one (laughs) like really yeah like i think oh, the, i think the one I, I was thinking of was forgotten like that that remix is like so good i like oh yeah it's just such a smooth I, beat I, I really
0: enjoy it i actually oh, i really liked um with you because uh they they basically it almost sounds the same but it, it has more of a electronic drum set behind it yeah and the riff is almost backwards but it's it's not backwards at the same time it's this weird thing and i remember I remember I actually way back when I did a little remix where I combined both of them like I spliced different parts from each one mm-hmm. and it just flows so naturally that you can't tell that you know one of the versions is the remix and one of the versions was the Hybrid Theory original. Oh, nice. like I, I took the intro from Reanimation and then um, I would take the chorus from Hybrid Theory and then the second chorus would be from Reanimation and that that's one that I think that one I stuck with because when reanimation came out, I was kind of, you know, at that time I was like, yes, more heavy, more heavy. Wait, what? What Uh is this? Right. So I think with, with you being the, the heavy one kind of stuck out to me, but even when points of authority came out, that was so weird. I remember at the time I was Mm -hmm. so thrown off by it because you do not get the same vibes no, on that remix a, that you do yeah, yeah it's a very like,
1: different song
0: you don't put that song to an amv i'll tell you that right no. now you don't put that um, version but it, it grew on me too especially the video the video was
1: awesome right um you know what this is a good time for my my dark secret to come forth in that here we go um in like the late 2000s i guess whatever like when i was like in late middle school early high school i was like a semi-popular like youtube like i did like a bunch of like mashups and remixes mostly with lincoln park stuff i had like a few Mm -hmm. thousand subscribers which was okay for back then um and uh now look at you now look at me
0: you're a washed up game journalist yeah i
1: seriously (laughs) if i like god i I don't know i I think i stopped doing that back in like maybe like my second third year of high school or whatever but no Mm -hmm. it was like i was like making stuff like pretty pretty regularly and like getting a lot of like views and stuff on it and comments and everything. There was a weird little community around remixing Linkin Park songs on YouTube. Um, it was there was like a lot of it was like, I don't know. I don't I I interacted with a lot of people through this medium that like I like I still remember like their their names and everything like their their screen names and like, you know, just like in message groups and stuff like that and things like and making like collaborating on like doing these remix albums and stuff with people. And um, it's strange because like I never you know, I never met any of them in real life, obviously. And like I just one day I just wasn't doing that anymore. And that was it. I don't know if that's kind of a weird feeling, but yeah, like I was doing, no,
0: that's it. cool.
1: Yeah. I was, I was doing a lot of that. Like I, I probably had several hundred videos out for that kind of thing. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. So I did a lot, a lot of, a lot of remixing stuff with their, with their songs. And, of course, they made it extremely uh, easy because they also like always like release uh, like a cappella and instrumental versions
0: of their music too. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, because yeah, they were you they... mashing them up with other things, or were you yeah, with mashing each... with other songs? Yeah, or?
1: yeah, with with uh, I don't know, like even like two different uh, you know Lincoln Park songs, or just with other artists or whatever, or just like remixing specific songs, like you know reanimation style things but Mm -hmm. um i don't know that i have any of that anymore i think that i don't even know what youtube channel that was like i think it's like (laughs) lost to time Um,
0: it's been deactivated
1: (laughs) it's it's been so it's been inactive for like it would have to be like 12 years now 13 years so that's crazy i think
0: youtube is that old
1: it's so crazy yeah youtube started in like 2005 and I don't think it took i think it took off in like late 2007 2008 was when whenever mm-hmm. google bought it you know is when it like started becoming a thing but yeah it was weird but anyway like it, it's weird to remember that <laughs> phase of my life because it was like such a huge thing of what i like was doing i guess like outside of just being in school you know like um <clears throat> yeah i don't know but um yeah, it's kind of strange. It's just kind of <laughs> strange. Just like, I just haven't thought about this this time, I guess, or this this phase of my life in like many many I'm bringing years. You back. It's
0: bringing me back. It's yeah. bringing me back. I have I for me it was like Lincoln Park was life. You know, LP Soldier, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all that kind of crap. I would, anything I could consume from, and they were very internet friendly in yeah, the sense that they were true. putting stuff out there, right? So anything I could consume, I would, um, and. I had an act for doing whatever it took to get CDs. I remember one with reanimation. um, We went to, I was with my friend and we got dropped off at the mall and it was, this mall did not have uh, a a new CD store. Like they were kind of, they were like, you know, small, small man CD store. They, they would get the new Mm -hmm. CDs, but maybe like a week or two after they came out and we went there. Do you guys have reanimation? No oh no so we went back home and just like where are we gonna go and then we talked about oh let's go to electronic store called future shop which best is a canadian was the canadian best buy at the time okay before best buy bought them out um and we're like okay well can't be that far uh and we rode our bike for two hours like to get to this store by car you could probably get there in 20 minutes but since we took our bikes and we took this one street all the way it took us almost two hours to get there um and we caught it and we were so excited rode the bike back it could have been two hours combined but yeah we rode the bike back got downstairs and just turned it on and we were just kind of like i'm ready i'm ready it it was like you don't get that kind of hype anymore like usually now when a new cd comes out you oh sweet this is out let me find some time to listen to it you know on my commute or whatever but this was go down to the basement press play and just like everybody shut up shut up shut up shut up you know you don't get that anymore
1: i completely understand that okay so interestingly i've i have a different sort of uh, story for that but like i do remember when i was in college i guess i was like a junior or something maybe senior in college but um i was uh that was when the the hunting party came out and i had been like really you know obviously waiting for it and my uh my roommate was like oh yeah cool cool you know he's just like very much like oh neat neat um and i remember when the album came out like i um i didn't have like i don't i don't think i had a cd i think i just was using a computer but like yeah i i I did i did do this i was like
0: all right shut up we're sitting down (laughs) and we're gonna listen to this and like i'm going to dissect every single snare hit every riff yes, I just every like, electronic
1: thing wanted i just like i remember sitting there in like our our like living room with him and just like kind of just like chilling and sitting and just like listening straight through that album from like front to back and then like mm-hmm. it was fun cuz on the second like after we finished that i was like i wanted all right uh i want to do this again but like also we can play mario kart and so I, we did that and so i like have, i have a weird association with with them and and mario kart in my head um
0: but um, i got yeah. i got something to say about the hunting party mm-hmm. great album front to back some great appearances on there as well first song that came out lead single guilty all the same mm-hmm. my qualms with that song is that intro that they have like the parts by themselves are fine but they have that intro that builds up from the piano Mm -hmm. um and then it goes into the riff and then it it, it's too fucking long it is a long (laughs) i think it's like almost two
1: minutes long yeah it's it's pretty big yeah
0: like the and the worst part about that like where they actually start the song when it comes in with that a very avenged sevenfold like lead Mm -hmm. the song could have just started there and it's it's bothered me for so long because i feel like i don't like when bands put unnecessary intros outros or bridges you know i i you hear from time to time where it doesn't even sound like it's from the same song and it's i like that song a lot but I, if i could really do without the first minute or two
1: i can understand what you're saying like there there definitely are ways to like compress it for sure i i can yeah I see that it is it's a little overlong i feel like I feel like that may have been the result of like them having made like mostly like on the shorter side songs before. And like, now nah, let's make yeah. a seven minute single kind of a thing, you know?
0: Well, yeah. And then and then they had the, the guest the guest rapper and, you know, he yeah. was great Rock on KM, it. Yeah. Again, he, w- his part was just going on too long. It, it sounded like a verse. It's like, why do we have three verses and then a rap verse at the end? And then we're going to go through the whole thing. It just, it killed. Like when it first came out. I remember going, this this is they're back they're they're hitting hard they're riffing mm-hmm. there's barely any electronics here they're they're really going at it and I'm like why is this song so long
1: why did they do this I think uh, yeah I, I can kind of see that I think that um, Rakim if I like understand correctly is kind of considered like one of like the like the fathers of hip hop though mm-hmm. and I think that like getting him on the track with them was like. More of a like, hey, you know, you do your thing. You know, we're not going to tell you oh, what for the sure. style of the song is like. If you want to do a long verse, like, go for it, kind of a thing. But then
0: they should have cut out their own verses. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I can I can see you what, what you're mean? getting at.
0: Um, yeah, is there any? Do you have any songs like that where there's a certain parts about it that just bother the shit out of you?
1: I don't. Okay, so. I I really like legitimately love almost every one of their songs. I think mm-hmm. weirdly, the only one I do not I like flat out do not like is like from actually from the hunting party uh Wastelands. I don't like that song. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I think it sounds very I think it's because it sounds way too much like Rage Against the Machine. Like it's so obvious that's what they're trying to do that like it's just not it just doesn't hit. I don't know. Well,
0: I think Tom Morello is actually the guest on that. Yeah, one, I believe too. he is.
1: So that, that's so, that's that's how much of it that it is.
0: Yeah. That and that was a big problem actually with some of the guest writers because then they had the one with uh, Darren from System of a Down. Yeah. And that song sounds like a System of a Down song. Right. It, I, it does not sound like anything else. And while that song is also killer as well, mm-hmm. it's just what do you? accomplishing here you know you you had these guys come in and did they bring that song in or did you say can you write a rage song or a system song like yeah i see what you're saying it's all i agree with those those are things that kind of bother me about that album. while i still do like the songs it didn't feel did it feel yeah, the, right
1: the other one um at the was it near the beginning the second track uh god i can't why am i not remembering the name right now um but um what's his name page hamilton i think from uh oh, from yeah. helmet was the the guest star on that and that mm-hmm. again sounded like one of their songs you know and like i think that w- that one did yes and and to what like i don't know i, I think i think that like that maybe was the intention though it, from what i can gather like Maybe this was like, hey, come over here, show us what you got. Like, let's just rock out. Let's put this album out. And like, yeah. I I think that that may I don't know maybe that was what it was. Um, but that was called All for Nothing. All for Nothing. Song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I think that it's such it's it's weird because it definitely doesn't sound like the same band made all of the songs on that album, which in some way I also like though. Um, I kind of like the weird weird variety and ups and downs of it. Um but hmm. yeah I don't know I, I, can, I can definitely see where you're coming from on like um, parts of the songs like I, I don't know that I like intensely like dislike any, any parts of their songs I'm trying to think like cause um, I think some of the some of the like remixes I don't like go back and listen to often. Like uh, de- mm-hmm. like definitely some of the the remixes on the the Recharged album I find a little boring. Um, some of them I like a lot, but I think some of them are not so good. But eh, outside of that, I don't think so. I'm I'm
0: pretty <laughs> neutral on it. But yeah. Um. Um. For what would be um, what's your favorite memory of them? I think we can wrap up with that. What's your I guess your favorite memory with yeah. the band well, or with the band listening to the band any anything related to the band
1: yeah um I uh, let me so I mean like I only got to see them live one time um when I was in uh college I got to see them in uh I think it was in Charlotte um North Carolina they were playing and I saw them there mm-hmm. um and they had uh actually 30 seconds to Mars and um AFI opened for them which was interesting oh wow yeah AFI was actually extremely good. They threw an extremely good concert. I was not, like, into their oh, music sure. or whatever, but, like, they, like, mm-hmm. brought it. Um, I don't know if I need to talk about, like, 30 Seconds to Mars. Like, I like
0: a lot of their songs, but, like, that was the weirdest fucking concert I've ever been to. 30 I, Seconds to Mars is an interesting thing because I remember <laughs> when I first listened to them, their very first album, mm-hmm. it was great. It was really, um, like, experimental, and it, they did a really lot of, a lot of cool things, like, they had a good style and then and then they came out the second time around and then i don't know where this com- god complex Jared got from yeah and, like, like, maybe this happened after that like the second album went more of like a, like a my chemical romance kind of right. that emo pop punk stuff but not even pop punk it was just like it was just more on very emo like yeah i would say it's more like um there's another band i'm thinking of but i i, I can't pinpoint them right now but more on the emo rock than anything mm-hmm. and they just went more and more on that and i think it's i think a lot of it comes from like jared leto like he is the weird one and he makes he makes that, yeah well almost that it's, much more weirder
1: yeah it's it's strange like i know this isn't the this isn't the 30 seconds to mars episode but like it's uh, yeah, i don't yeah. know just seeing seeing that concert though with him there was like it was so weird like he was like wearing like this white flowing cape and like robes and like you know of course was going for this the jesus look <laughs> thing and like but like the fans were so crazy like they were screaming and crying to like pet his beard and stuff and just like he was like letting them kiss oh his fingers God. and stuff and it's like he was like singing and then like the the rest of the band was just like hidden in the back corner of a stage like i couldn't even see them from my seat and like it was just yeah, such just a like, weird sit, experience there. It, it felt like a cult thing <laughs> like, i don't know
0: that's what a lot of people have said um, for uh, for me i yeah. i saw oh sorry no you were supposed to still tell me your favorite memory sorry, go <laughs> ahead um, no
1: um of course i like i think that concert's definitely one of my favorite one of my best memories for that um related to them um i think one we- this is a really weird pull from my like deep memory but like i um when i was um i had a a girlfriend in high school and um i remember i was like trying to like get her to like listen to uh lincoln park or just check them out or whatever and um i'd been like bugging her and like she'd been like yeah yeah i'll get to it you know and i think like i remember one night her just texting me like hey i'm listening to numb this is awesome and then like losing and then just like sending like a flurry of messages like holy shit like all this music is extremely good and i was like this is nice i think that was maybe one of my first experiences like recommending something to someone and them being like yo this is good you have good taste (laughs) yeah um but um i don't know that's a, that's a weird memory that has st- stuck with me but like yeah like we've um i don't know like i've like like i've said i've been in some like dark like bad places before and like their music has really helped me and it's it's hard to i think to tell people why because a lot of times people will listen to especially their earlier albums and be like this is all like so negative and like depressing and sad like why would this Mm -hmm. help you and it's like just that that feeling that like somebody out there feels the way that you do and like understands you you know it's like it's enough to keep you going you know like somebody else is out there who gets it
0: you know yeah you don't feel alone in and and, or it could be that someone is putting something into words or making sense of something that you never or or i was never able to put yes that's
1: that's a great yeah absolutely Exactly. Man. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing this um, article. It was kind of like an in memoriam sort of article. Maybe it was last year about like Chester Bennington, like, did like, made some like huge strides and basically like making it socially okay for men to have emotions. Like, yeah. You know, in a <laughs> exactly. weird way. And I mean, I, I think that's, I think there is some credit there to be given. Like, this is, it's, it's, you know, of course, we, i don't think we have to argue like it's pretty shitty like how like you know the the social standard for men is to just like not be upset or worry about anything and not like feel anything Mm -hmm. and then you know of course you can like it's just like you know hey it's okay to like feel things like people are, are human like you know it's it's all right you know and sometimes you just gotta like let it out um and i don't know i think i I guess we didn't say this i think my favorite song from them specifically is it probably it it like cycles around you know but like usually I, i think my favorite song is actually from the inside from meteora um i don't know why but like that song whenever when i hear like that that's a song that i need to hear when i'm extremely upset or angry like i i don't know why but like that that is a song like i hear that sound and i'm like that is what i'm feeling and i'm letting it out like here and i don't know that so that that one really sticks with me but um yeah i I don't know um i'm i am hopeful i guess i'll wrap it up with like i am i am hopeful that they do something in the future i think that they will Mm -hmm. and like I said, I've been really, I've been enjoying a lot of like what Mike Shinoda does. Like his newest song, "The Happy Endings," I actually really like. Yeah. it's extremely fun. He's, he's
0: writing all these songs on stream, which is pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, which is really dope.
1: I've I've checked in on a few of those and and uh, you know pitched in a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited to see. And you know, I th- I think also like Mike has really inspired me. Like I've I've written a lot of music in the past before, and like really modeled a lot of off of, off of the way he writes. You know, especially for like. You know, I love the and of course I love like Fort Minor and stuff too. But like, oh yeah, Fort Minor is great. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. I think we need to write some stuff, man. um, I've never really tapped into that about you writing your own music. Maybe we we got to butter our heads together and do some stuff together.
1: I I would love, I would love to. Honestly, I wish I had like, I used to write so much music, man. Like I used to do it all the time. I have probably written hundreds of tracks over my life. I probably. I think I've written like two songs in the last five years total. Like, I just completely fell off. Oh, of don't it.
0: Feel, it, it's just as you get older. Like, when I was younger, I would stay up until four in the morning writing music. And same thing, like, I have like yeah. 50, 60 songs that I've written on my computer alone. And, you know, yeah, you you get older, you get tired, and, right. okay this was when I was a lot younger. I i, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, you brought you brought up the mention of of favorite song and for me it'd be hard it's hard for me to pick favorite anything in my life um but if i have to pick one song that always sticks out to me it's a place for my head that song it's a
1: really good one yeah
0: that song unleashed something in me especially that breakdown when chester just loses his goddamn mind yeah that and what i love about go ahead yeah no no go please do I was just hold your hold your thought. Like remember that okay. one. Uh, what I love about that song is on live in Texas. Yes, that I was actually about it? to say that. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah, I was actually dude. meant to mention. The, like absolutely. So good. Everyone
1: listening, listen to the live in Texas version of that song. That is one of the best live performances of a song I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, and it's just like I love what he does with the crowd, and that one where he's like, "Go away," and he makes everybody whisper it and he you can tell like he ripped his throat on that one like he's really going for it and when he's like backing mike up in the in the verses he's throwing in extra screams and like he is getting so hyped on those parts oh my god it's that that see that see was one that made me go oh i think i like live albums and then i started hearing other live albums i'm like no 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 i don't like
1: albums i know i I do exactly what you mean Um, no 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 um, I think that I was going to just say, like, that part of, like, the ending, like, the last, like, minute of that song, A Place for My Head, and, like, there's a few others, like, mm-hmm. I think, it, especially, like, the last minute also of, of The Catalyst on, like, um, A Thousand Suns, like, when when Mike and Chester are mm-hmm. doing that, like, back and forth, like, duet thing is, like, when this band is, like, at its absolute best every time, and, like... For sure. I wish we had gotten, like, you know, more of that, but, like, I, I love that that last... I don't know like the catalyst is a great song but like that last minute of it is just like i'm like this is this is fucking like transcendent i I just wish more stuff like i also i'm sorry i know i know we're trying to close out here like i want to complain for a second that (laughs) there are not more bands
0: with two singers i'm so angry that that's not like a normal thing you can do in like the metal scene like the metal hardcore scene there's a lot of bands that do the double vocalist, but usually it's one guy screams and one guy sings because it's yeah, never one person does both. Whereas I, I feel like with like a park, you know, yes, you had the one guy that rapped and the one guy that I got, the guy that sang and scream, but Mike quickly killed that trope. and It's just like you know, I'm not especially with some of the old, the newer stuff where he's like, I'm going to do more singing. Yeah, my rapping isn't going to be so obvious. For, like I've never seen someone try so hard to be more the more more of a vocalist like because even when you hear him do his vocals he well we think he's a great vocalist he's not a strong vocalist sure. you know like his singing is and i mean this with no disrespect to him but you know it is definitely weaker it, you know mm-hmm. it, there's no like power behind it but he does so much like he's come from so far like especially when you hear how he sounded on hybrid theory he's just he's just come so far as both the rapper and a singer and a vocalist yeah so it's it's hard because like i said like with other metal bands and they have the double singers they seem interchangeable it's like all right so you got your, you need to have your singer for your radio melody so let's have a guy that could sing mm-hmm. we want to keep it heavy for the verses so let's have the guy that could scream yeah and it, it's i think it's maybe you know you're upset that there's not enough bands like that but i i feel like if you're not gonna have the difference yeah. like the those two guys have mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it works
1: yeah i think you're right i mean that's probably that is what it is so anyway <laughs> but yeah man yeah. well yeah thank you thank you for having me on this is this is nice i guess i haven't really gotten to to talk about this stuff for a for a, for a good minute here but yeah i mean um it's one of those things where like um i think even if they don't make any more music like Lincoln yeah. park is gonna be my favorite band until i die they're such an ingrained part of me and like i mm-hmm. um i don't know it's like just this whole time like I, I, and my other tastes in music definitely have cycled around in the last like 15
0: years you know but um just not this. that never changes ex- like they yeah. stay yeah yeah they stay with you and yeah I'm, I'm with like i'm okay with one more light being the conclusion of the band i, I I worry that they come back and it's, it's just not the same. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can always ignore that, but it's always going to be like, well, there was one more thing. And then they, and they realized it didn't work. So they stopped. I hope that it, while they're doing what they're doing, if they realize it's not going to work, they don't go forward with it. Just, yeah. you know, stop because I, I, I feel like there's a closure on it. And I feel like everyone has moved on and time's been long enough. I, I really feel like, there's nothing more that needs to come out of that. That band was yeah. all of those guys and um, there, there's nothing more that needs to come out of it. I, I, I would love to really see those other guys branch off and do their own things because they mm-hmm. have not done anything musically that I have seen or heard of. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think they really need to get out there and, and show them that they're not just the guy that plays stuff that Mike comes up with and, right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, there's so much more than that. They got to they gotta show it. They have the skills, They've just always been limited by what they're writing. So. Yeah. Yeah, love Linkin Park. Uh, yeah, thanks for chatting with me. Um, That's great, great memory lane. I'm going to play Hyper Theory all day tomorrow in cry. Nice. Out, so.
1: All right. Yeah, make Chester <laughs> proud, everybody. I, I do. That does give me a little bit of, of speed sometimes when I'm down. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a it's a yeah it's a good one to just you you play the right songs and it'll really kick your ass in gear yeah all right well that's it for this week's episode um yes thank you sir for joining me um and see you next week yeah absolutely bye